I went to Monet's Garden Givenir. Ah, so excited. Um, yay. I feel so excited to be recording again. I have had the longest absence from recording I have ever had uh, since doing this podcast uh, with very good reason, not just laziness. First of all, like my degree show is coming up, dissertation hand in. Second of all, my sister had a baby. She has a son, his name's Tommy, well Thomas, but I call him Tommy, ah! and uh, they lived with us for quite a long time, um, so it's kind of hard recording a podcast with a baby, you know, because you can't like talk too loud when they're sleeping and then they're crying and then all that sort of stuff, um, and yeah, I have also been focused on my uni work, so uh, yay, he's so cute, I love him so much, um, yeah so that's kind of why I've been away but I am really trying now to do like the episodes every two weeks and it'll be a lot easier once my degree show is done um just because like obviously I have other priorities at the moment like getting a first no by making like making good art but um, yeah today we'll be talking about um Monet's Garden in Givigny uh I went there last week uh it's amazing it's been one of the things that I've been on my bucket list for so long and so being able to do it, it's just, ah, love it. So yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so Claude Marinier, if you don't know who he is, uh, first of all, what's going on? <laughs> now, he is an amazing Impressionist painter. Uh, he really was one of the founding figures of Impressionism. He did a lot of plein air painting, which is like going outside in oils. And yeah, his he's most famous for his water lilies. However, he did paint lots of other natural forms subjects it wasn't just water lilies but that was his most famous work and you can see the water lilies well he's done those paintings of them but the most famous ones are in the Musée de Lingerie in Paris I saw them at Christmas and so coming here in his garden where he painted it oh it's been something I've wanted to do for so long and it's it's really cool seeing like where the work was created um yeah so oh love it but um yeah basically uh it's in Giverny which is in like northern France um I think it's in either Loire Valley or Normandy um I believe it's Normandy but um yeah north France uh so we drove from Le Havre which is a port in Normandy and it was about like an hour and a half and to get to the garden you have to like pay in advance you know but it's reasonable um and you do get a student discount also and yeah it's so beautiful they have two different gardens they have uh the flower garden called the close Norman, and uh that is basically where his family were um so like you have the house there and you've got the garden's amazing it's divided into these flower beds um, where flowered clumps of different heights create like volume and there's loads of different types of flowers within different color schemes so it'll be a bunch of different flowers such as tulips and daisies and I'm not a flower connoisseur but um yeah like if you're interested in botany like go here because there's so many different types of flowers and they have so many gardeners working on the garden and constantly like rejuvenating it and uh I like the fact that um when you walk through like it's like a rainbow honestly it's amazing we went in spring you know I'd love to go like in summer in the height of summer when it's really hot because it was a bit like overcast when we went um but still like bits of sun um 
yeah and uh there's also in the central alley um there's like these iron arches on which climbing roses grow and uh it's actually said that monet didn't like organized or constrained gardens he liked flowers being matched by their colors and he liked them growing quite freely and not being very constrained and like restricted and uh yeah he had a growing passion for botany like throughout the years and uh he exchanged flowers with people such as georges clemenceau and he was the president of france and he actually commissioned monet to do the famous water lilies that you see in the musée de lingerie and uh yeah it's oh i love it it was honestly amazing and um the second garden was the water garden. So this is where like the water lilies were painted, uh, where you have those really famous reflections. Uh, you have the Japanese bridge. Ah, I love it. And uh, t- so 10 years after his arrival in Giverny, uh, Monet bought the piece of land neighboring to his property um, on the other side of the railway. And uh, basically it crossed like a small brook called the Rue, which is a diversion of the Epts, a tribute to the Seine River. Um, with the support of the prefectory, Monet had the first small pond dug and basically he grew it into what it is today. Gardens were actually inspired by Japanese gardens that Monet knew from prints he collected avidly. And this is actually true because like I knew Van Gogh collected uh, Japanese woodblock prints. He was a really big fan of them. And Van Gogh was a member of like post-impressionism. So this is after Monet. Um, but I didn't realize Monet was also a fan of the woodblock prints. And you can see like the bright colors in them how they're reflecting his work and in his house it is absolutely full of like Japanese woodblock prints everywhere like the main type of art he has is like Asian art which for me was really interesting seeing inside his house like show me a lot about him and like his whole house is very colorful each room had a different color so like the kitchen was blue the dining room was yellow it was a vibe you know what I'm saying um and then in the garden itself, so in like where the water lilies are, there's a really famous Japanese bridge covered with hysterias. And there's other small bridges with weeping willows, a bamboo woods. Yeah, and the bridges, uh, some of the smaller ones you could get on them, like, and it's just you and you're like, <gasps> but the big one, there's like a big famous Japanese bridge. That one was like so full. Um, and that's one thing like, <sighs> I just kind of wanted everyone to leave and me to have the silence of the garden. But obviously like you can't have that. But yeah, I would have loved that. And Moni actually found inspiration in his water garden for over 20 years. So he spent a lot of time here. When I was there, I was walking around thinking, Ooh, did he stand here did he stand here <gasps> has he been here and obviously he has and i was like ah! yeah um <laughs> yeah so honestly i would sometimes just stand and look at the reflections and imagine him looking and painting them because moni actually had cataracts uh which is like an eye issue where you lose vision and uh that's why the water lilies look quite blurred and almost abstracted because that's how he saw them and so when i was looking at this water i was trying to think the difference between how i'm seeing it and how he was seeing it um I just love it I just love it honestly um and the Japanese bridge this really famous green bridge uh it was actually built by local craftsmen and by the time the gun was restored the bridge was too damaged to be saved it has to be rebuilt from a firm from Veron so um yeah it's not the original one but whatever we can imagine um yeah and honestly like do go visit there are over like five hundred thousand visitors a year and it's only open seven months a year so i think that 
gives you an idea of how busy it does get um I was glad it was quite an outdoor thing um because it was so busy and inside the house especially like honestly I didn't really feel I could look around because it was kind of like a constant flow of people and like I kind of wish they had someone at the door being like this many people in at a time because it was so hectic and it's a small house it's like a traditional french house with shutters it's not like a big house it's very narrow corridors well it's a big house but it's not like a wide house like narrow corridors things like that narrow tight staircase um yeah this place is definitely not wheelchair friendly um like I was thinking god if I was in my crutches now it'd be difficult to walk around here with all these people um yeah oh yeah and to get to the water garden from the house this is underground passage um so he for Monet to get to the water garden he would have to cross a railway and a road um but now with like all these visitors they just built an underground tunnel it's not like that long it's really short and then uh you can walk around like the bamboo shoots and all the different bridges I just read online here it says taking pictures in the it's permitted in the garden but only from the walkways I don't understand what that means. Oh, I do. So basically they had these like built walkways actually. I do get what they're talking about. And they were like kind of fenced, but it wasn't too much where it was like obscuring the view. So you couldn't like go walk on the grass and then you can't have picnics. There are benches, but you can't have picnics. So it's like whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Moni died in 1926 and uh, his son, Michelle, inherited the house and garden of Giovanni first of all what a flex I mean you were lucky <laughs> um and I'm like quite sad and he didn't even live there it was actually Monet's stepdaughter Blanche who took care of the property fortunately after World War II the house and gardens were neglected and in 1966 Michel Monet made the Academy de Beaux-Arts his heir so the Academy de Beaux-Arts is uh like I would say the most prestigious art school in France um yeah it's really famous and it's quite a traditional art school and throughout the uh when you go there it's frequently mentioned like on signs and stuff that they're supported by them uh yeah and then in 1977 they actually appointed a curator Giovanni first of all again I would love that job his name is Jevel van der Kemp I presume that's a Dutch name um yeah, and they also hired a distinguished gardener, often to Monet's garden, to come and reconstruct the garden, how it would have been when Monet lived there. Many people who lived around the time of Monet and gone to the garden actually testified to the fact that they were doing the garden the way it was. They kind of gave testimonies to me like, yeah, they said this is how he had it, and just trying to kind of replicate how it would have looked like. Um, and it took actually it's quite big it took 10 years for them to restore the garden and house their former magnificence and the greenhouse panes and the windows in the house were all reduced to shards after the bombing so france was very very devastated by world war ii um during world war one Monet was actually painting uh the water lilies are in musée de lingerie and he could hear the bombs going off which for me like that fact changed the whole way I saw the painting. I was like, oh my God, this whole painting's about, I guess in my mind, like resilience and like national pride and things that you wouldn't really have thought of uh, if you hadn't known that. Uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, floors and ceiling beams had rotted away in the house. A staircase had collapsed. 
three trees were even growing in his big studio. Um, he had the, this, the big studio where the Musée d'Angerie waterlilies are painted it was actually now the gift shop, which for me, like I get logistically, but it just felt a bit cheap. Like I felt this space should be respected more instead of being, you know, a place where tourists can come and buy cheap merchant, well, cheap tacky merchandise that's overpriced you know what I'm saying but yeah that's really like a lot of the information yeah a lot of donors uh gave money a lot of them from the USA um that meant the house gave a facelift and uh some of the work was restored so some of the work was actually replicated so he had quite a lot of work by other famous artists such as Renoir and some of those works were like restored kind of like copied and then I think they must have sold the the original work so I went in there and all the works were copies and I was like oh okay so these aren't real um yeah but the prop you know the property's been open to the public since September 1980 so you know it's been going for a long time and yeah I really liked it I, I love going there um I did feel there was some like organizational issues and stuff like that um and I wish they had better food but uh, and the toilets weren't great but as an experience like the garden was honestly amazing and you know it's rare that you can go see an artist's studio especially one like this famous so it's really cool and it's cool how so many people are putting effort into like restoring it and keeping it how it was and you know I saw gardeners literally working with no gloves just like being strong doing their thing I saw in when I was looking at the wall there was two guys in like these gondolas and they were like I think I'll gang rid of any like it's called Scooby. It's like any like bits of grass that were floating in the garden. Um, yeah, and like I get they have to do that, but I wish they could do that when it wasn't open because like the view is disturbed by these two workmen on their phone. <laughs> Like, it's not this romantic scene that you imagine. Uh, one thing I also noticed is so many people from all over the world have come. Like, I heard people with Scandinavian accents. I heard Americans, English people, uh, Dutch people, you know, obviously French people. Um, just so many different nationalities. And honestly, like, I was like, whoa. And that's when you realize, like, how big of an impact an artist has had. Uh, you know it's like when you go to the Van Gogh Museum or when I've been to the Van Gogh Museum and hearing all the different languages and stuff that's when you realize like oh my gosh this person their touch on the world has been so vast and so broad and uh, although it was amazing so many people came it was annoying because some of them were just really obnoxiously loud <laughs> I was like okay I'm trying to have a calming moment here enjoying the garden um, but yeah I've got some good news about the garden so um, what's First part of the story is in good news. My Canonet is broken. My Canonet QR17 G3. My film camera is broken. I'm devastated. Uh, the film lever is not working. It's jammed. It's had some water damage. Ugh. My bag leaked in Birmingham New Street. It's not great. Anyway, so I have a point and shoot. I used it before. No images came through. Well, there were images, but they're all underexposed. So this time when I was taking photos, I hadn't used it for like about over a year. And then this time when I took photos, I used the flash. And I have bunches of photos. I dev them today. I dev two rolls of HP5 today. One for my Canonet and one for my point and shoot. Because I'm going on holiday tomorrow. And I want to test if my, if my point and shoot works. I didn't want to bring it. Not knowing if it works. So yeah, I did that today. I felt very productive today. You know, I've cut them all up into neg sleeves. And um, I'm going to scan them when I come back to uni. But yeah, I have some photos from 
Mary's garden I've took myself oh so uh yeah I'm super excited to show people that but yeah that's Mary's garden uh and then in the next section I'll just briefly talk a bit about like my degree show what I'm doing how it's been going yeah my degree show is in less than a month <laughs> to be honest like I ain't that stressed okay I'm stressed about how to the works will be hung there with fish wire from the ceiling one of them's incredibly heavy what's going on I'm gonna try find some like thick fish wire that's like strong and then I'm gonna try do something clever so they hang well I don't know I have four works currently one more well one's like really nearly finished and then the other one uh I'm not really stressed about it because it won't take long like I'm getting it digitally embroidered somewhere else it's just getting that sorted uh I did contact the company but they didn't say anything back to me yet so I'm gonna ring them tomorrow uh yeah I'm very excited uh I'm excited for my degree to end which sounds sad um but I'm not sad about leaving Wolverhampton at all like I've got everything I want out of the uni like it's time to move on um yeah I've just currently like I'm I need to focus on my dissertation and stuff but I've currently got into k-drama like <laughs> it's still get recommended on my Instagram and so like I started watching it and I was like oh my god like on my reels and I was like oh let me check out some of these things where can I watch them is there like a k-drama streaming platform there probably is but I went to Netflix and I was just like right Korean and then like I looked through and then I found Crash Course Romance I watched that <laughs> in like three days oh so good and then now I'm watching weightlifting fairy Kim Book Jewel and oh my gosh oh I just love it I don't know why I don't know why I just think it because I get really easily distracted and I lose focus sometimes when I'm watching something I'll start looking for something else to watch and so because it's in Korean I have to really concentrate and it like fully takes my mind off things um yeah and I just I know they're really cute and like I want to learn Korean now like uh oh I think thank you is Hashamida Hashamida they say it they say it a lot like Hashamida I think that's it I oh, know. Next time I go to somewhere that does Korean foods, when they like serve me, I'm just gonna want to go hashamida. I might have done that wrong. Whatever. But yeah, I'd love to learn it because it's such a cute language. Like I speak some French. I spoke some French French in Giverny. Uh but um yeah, like so obviously I want to get fluent in French. But yeah, maybe I'll some Korean also because I just love how their words look like little pictures, like the writing. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've talked more about K-drama than my degree show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's helping me take my mind off it. Um, I just need to like not lose focus. <laughs> it's just it's so good. It's like, oh, Kim Bok Joo is so cool. She's a weightlifter. Anywho, um, moving on from K-drama, what else have I been doing since I've been gone? Oh, I started collecting ceramic cats. Oh God, yeah, this is something my family don't tell me to tell people. But um, no, I bought my first one from Shufi Antique Center, um, just like on a whim with my friends. And I was like, oh my God, I love them. And now I have like 22. Uh, it's a problem. No, it used to be worse. Basically, I have obsessions. I'm a very obsessive person. So currently I'm obsessed with K-drama. Previously to that, it was Modern Family. Previously to that, it was Ceramic Cats. <sighs> I just, I'm one of those people, I just get really obsessed with something for maybe like two or three weeks and then I'm off it a bit. I'm not off these cats, like I love them, but I haven't bought any in like 
10 days, which is like the longest I've gone. So I'm really proud of myself. Um, <laughs> I'll go on holiday tomorrow for 10 nights. So, and I'm hoping to get one when I'm away. I love getting them from different places. Um, why do I like them? Um, basically, the British Art Show, there was an artwork by an artist. I, the name escapes me. But uh, they had this huge collection of ceramic cats inherited from their mum. And the funny thing is their mum didn't even like cats. And that's just something really funny. And for me, I have all these cats. So I've never owned a cat. <laughs> I find it so funny and sad but it's cute and yeah what else I've been doing selling clothes on vintage I need money uh my driving test is the end of the month and yeah I'm really enjoying it I love like getting a sale it's such a good experience um yeah so that's cool uh yeah but my degree show um anyway moving on from k-drama and ceramic cats you see like I'm doing anything possible to avoid talking about my degree show no I am excited I'm nervous for like the opening night because I went to an opening night recently of uh the name escapes me uh but basically the power of color exhibition that was it at um, my art school and then there's another exhibition I don't know if it's called the same thing um but uh it's similar ethos like uh you know the power of community and things like that um and uh you know black power and like you know supporting black artists uh at the Warhounds art gallery i went to the opening on saturday oh god nothing that was nothing derogatory about the art i just i don't like crowds for the people and like it's just god very busy and loud and for me when i'm looking at art i kind of like a bit of quiet a bit of space um i'm not quiet when i look at it but like i just don't like being surrounded by people and i do sometimes find exhibition openings a bit contradictory because you're meant to be there to talk about art but because there's so many people you can't even like appreciate the art or see it you know you can't stand back or do what you need to do you know so seems like quite a paradoxical thing in my opinion uh anyway so yeah i'm nervous my degree is sure i'm just gonna be like an anxious mess <laughs> being like hiya I'm gonna leave and come back when it's less busy I'm gonna go to McDonald's I'll see you after um yeah but my parents will be there so I'll just stick with <laughs> do some networking with my mum and dad use that charm uh yeah but um in terms of work I'm not really nervous uh I'm just more nervous it's not the work itself I'm nervous about hanging it that's what I'm nervous about and dealing with all of that um <laughs> yeah anywho uh that's my degree show uh i wanted to talk a bit about like future episodes thinking so i'm thinking about being an episode about so you know i've been to monday's guy and Tiffany, spoke about that to be fair i haven't been to many shows recently just because i've been like having my nephew being born honestly has been such a life-changing experience when at times I was like he's the most important thing to me like I don't I it became to the point where I was like I don't really care about going out I just want to be with him all the time uh just because you don't want to you get FOMO you don't want to miss anything you know like I won't be seeing him for 10 10 nine nights 10 10 days uh you know and that's the longest i've ever gone i'm worried he's gonna forget me so we're gonna facetime and stuff like that you know uh so i haven't been to many stuff recently but um we're going on holiday and uh i'm hoping to catch some like gallery shows somewhere um and just force my parents to take me uh so i could talk about one of them also um to be fair a lot of it will just be like 
degree show, but also after it, like, God, maybe I could talk about some advice at art school. Um, I know advice in your final year uh my dissertation i've nearly finished i'm gonna have tutorial one of my tutors my sister oh i was meant to print it off and give it to her wow i shared it with her on google slides so or whatever <sighs> god to be busy eh um yeah so i'm currently writing the abstract it's just i don't know it's it's hard to write without sounding pretentious you know what i mean it's like basically an advert for your dissertation so it's like hey you come in read this you know what i'm saying and it's not part of our workout either so i'm like girl what's going on uh yeah oh and other good news i've started earning money by uh basically being commissioned to take uh, photos in artist studios at my uni so uh, for our catalogue we needed quite a few studio photos so I did a few of those for people and like charged a fiver and now I do editing also for people so I charge a tenner fiver for photos fiver for editing yes that seems really cheap but at the end of the day uh, this is mates rates I've been criticised for charging people like I <laughs> some people I'm like dude do you know how long it takes to edit and like take photos and like carry a camera and tripod around but yeah so that's been it's it's really gratifying to get paid for your creativeness creativity um because it's very rewarding and knowing this money was earned from my creative talent when so often we're indoctrinated the idea that you can't earn anything from creativity and all that but um yeah so if you have a camera out there and you think you could do that or take photos of people like go ahead and like i would say charge from the beginning because you know i thought about doing it free and i thought no because then if i go back to someone offer the same service fast for money then that's wrong um so that's why i've always been straight with people from the start and been like hey I love you, but I need money. Yeah, because I need money to get around. But um, yes, that's cool. So it's actually currently like nearly 1.30 a.m. I'm standing here with wet hair. I just washed my hair. It's not wet from, I don't know, rain. I haven't gone outside at 1.30 a.m. Um, yeah, because you know what? Vibes, fun. And uh, the thing is, I've been watching this K-drama and now they finally got together. I feel like a bit less inclined to watch it because now I know they're together and it's just... Uh, it's like you watch it for the build-up and now they're together it's like oh they're just gonna argue or something to create and then the script writers do that to create drama and it's just, when characters argue in tv shows it makes me nervous i hate arguing people in real life and in tv shows it's like i can't control it on the screen um yeah sorry that's me and my k-drama issues um but yeah thank you so much for listening uh i hope this podcast incentivized you to go to Monet's garden Tiffany. uh yeah it's near paris so if you ever go to paris and want to like catch a train there and be all slay go ahead it's really cool um i love france i love going there i love practicing my french but it and francais j'adore la francais uh yeah i love it but um yeah and am i stressed for my degree show yeah but also i'm like it's gonna happen anywho i'm more stressed about my dissertation my written work than my degree show so whilst i'm on holiday i am doing some of my written work it's just annoying i can't get on my canvas and my i don't want to bring my computer because i don't really like taking it anywhere like i i like keeping it nice and clean and safe at home um so i'm using my mum's computer but i can't access my canvas on there because she is her uni canvas and she doesn't want me to mix it up because i've done that before and i got in trouble <laughs> with her but uh yeah anywho that's everything from me i hope you've all been well sorry i've been away but at the end of the day my tommy means more to me than anything in the world 
So, yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. Also, when I die, Tommy will inherit all these ceramic cats. And apparently that's not a present a young boy wants. I'm not saying, you know, he'll be young when I die. But um, I think it'll be a fun present for him to have um, all these ceramic cats from his loving aunt. I'm his only auntie, so I'm his favourite. Woo! Anywho, thanks so much for watching. Also, Modern Family, criminally underrated. I think I'm like Cam. He is... Uh, a funny funny character from the show and he's very camp and i'm quite camp anyway thanks so much for listening stay well stay cool and say what's up bye